with one of our favorite guests on the planet, Pam Maldonado. You could find her on Twitter, and you could also find her Yahoo Sportsbook. Pam, how you doing? Before we get into the golf, do you uh, do anything with March Madness? Do you fill out a bracket? Do you make any bets, or is it just all golf right now for you? Um, no, I have not watched basketball. I have a story for this. Um, I was actually at at Texas my last year, and it was Kevin Durant's first year. I went to one game, but it was college, and it was like on a Saturday, so you're like hungover and not feeling too well. I fell asleep at the one game that I saw of Kevin Durant, and I was on the Globotron and everything, and like zoomed in on my face. It was terrible. So I can't say I know anything about basketball. Well, see, this is actually the perfect year for you to fill out a bracket, yeah, though. Yeah, Texas because, is really good. Yeah, Texas is good. They're the two seed, so you just blindly bet Texas. And then you have a rooting Texas all the well. way. Hook them horns, I believe. There you go. <laughs> well, let's get into some golf. And you got Sam Burns, your two-time defending champ here at the Valspar. Who do you like this weekend? He is plus 1,600 this weekend. You're looking at the board right now. JT is 10 to 1. Jordan Spieth sitting there plus 1,200. Zach Johnson at 15 to 1. Um, let's start with some outrights. Who do you like this weekend? So there's five players that I like this week for the Valspar Championship, and Sam Burns is not one of them, despite him winning twice in back-to-back years. But this is this type of field where it's a very weaker field. You have Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth as the big-name players in it. But other than that, this is a great week to kind of throw some darts at some long shots. And one of those players that I like is Ben Griffin. Um, Top 40 is minus 135 if you're feeling a little bit more risky, plus 225 for a top 20. But he's 50-1 to for an outright win. He has only nine top 10 finishes to his name, so that's not really intriguing, but he's playing some really good golf as of late. He has six top 40 finishes. He took T12 at the sunny sunny open in Hawaii, but what's more important to me is that typically he is a good ball striker, and that's what I'm looking for at this type of course, somebody who can play positional golf. It's in a weak field, but he's also improved on his short game as of late. He's gained around the green in five straight. He's gained putting in three straight, and he's a positive putter only on Bermuda greens, which this is overseeded, but it's already coming out of dormancy, so that could be a factor. So he's going to be one of my darts that I've thrown because there's three darts, and I'm just like, you know what? I have been on a hot streak in the PGA, so why not? Let's really test this streak that we have going on this week. And um, another dart that I do like is Ryan Gerard. This is what I love about the PGA. Every week I learn a new name. <laughs> you've been yeah. betting if you've been betting golf for like at least a year, you know that every week there's somebody new that just like pops up out of nowhere. So for me it's going to be Ryan Gerard. He is 80 to 1 to win this tournament, but I do love him in the top 40, top 20 market. He's also a North Carolina native just like Griffin is. Um, but this is a complete dart because we have only strokes gained data from one event that he has played, and that was the Honda Classic. But in that event, he gained strokes in every category. Follow that up with the T11 in Puerto Rico. And just before that, on the Corn Ferry Tour, he had a T3. So I'm kind of hoping that he's just, we're riding a wave right now with one of the longer shots for who at least can make it solid top 20 option and win, you never know. I'm Players from the Corn Ferry Tour do tend to do really well when they get into the PGA. I wouldn't be a complete surprise. And then for the third player that I like is my complete dart is Victor Pettis, who's one minus one ten for a top forty, fifty-five to one for an outright. He's a Frenchman, and calling him a dart because he does not play in the U.S. The last time that he played in the U.S. was the U.S. Open in June. 
The last top 20 that he had in the U.S. was June 2021, the players. But he's showing consistency on the Euro Tour. He has two titles on the Euro Tour. He's gained strokes, ball striking, and putting in three straight. So I'm kind of really just hoping that translates into playing this event in such a weaker field. So those are going to be the three darts that I like. And then, of course, why not fire on some JT and some Jordan Spieth? <laughs> Pam, why is Zach Johnson so high up this leaderboard? I mean, obviously, you know, Zach's an incredible wedge player, and he's got a great PGA Tour resume. He's won an Open Championship. He's won at the Masters. But I, just seeing his name, you know, in front of Sam Burns right now, Matt Fitzpatrick, I just are, – are you surprised that he is priced that low? Well, he's a good putter, and putters can do – this is a reason why Sam Burns has done well in back-to-back -back years because he's done really well on this type of surface, which I explained is – right now it's overseeded, but it is typically Bermuda grass. So if you're getting some more of that Bermuda grass, that's one of his best surfaces. So he can easily gain six, seven, eight strokes with his putter on flat stick alone. Um, I am looking for more of an approach player, and it does worry me that he is not typically one of the better approach players in the field. I mean, just a few weeks ago – he lost seven strokes with his iron play. So, yes, I believe that that's probably a misprice, but I'm always wary of fading the short game players who can absolutely finish in the top 10 off of putting alone. Yeah, like you said, it's all about ball striking this week. Is there anybody that you're looking to fade and maybe go against in a head-to-head -head matchup or play to miss the cut or just that you want no business with this weekend? Um, so yeah, there is one head-to-head -head matchup, which I've also been doing exceptionally well at, um, and that is, I want to back Wyndham Clark. He was one of the players that I had on my long list for either a top 20 and for the outright market, and I left him off. So I'm hoping that maybe that doesn't bite me in the ass, <laughs> but I am going to back him in the head-to-head -head market over Maverick McNeely, who is one of those short game players that I just talked about. He can dominate his short game, both on the round the green and putting. Um, he's first in the field for strokes game putting, actually, McNeely, but I am fading him because he gained seven strokes putting, but he lost seven strokes from Tita Green because he has withdrawn two of his last three tournaments because he had a shoulder injury. And because of that, his iron play is not really there. Can he have the ability to just, like, put alone? Sure. But Wyndham Clark right now, he took a T10 at the Phoenix Open. He's fourth in the field with his irons. And McNeely has lost ball stri lost strokes ball striking in three of his last four tournaments. So McNeely is intriguing because of his short game ability being first in the field. But unless he shows me that he's 100% back to full health, he's a fade for me right now, which gives me Wyndham Clark minus 130, a good head-to-head -head option over McNeely. Pam, I'm curious, Did when you were handicapping this week, obviously this is the fourth and final event in the Florida Swing. A bunch of these guys are playing their third event in three weeks, some maybe even four if they started at the Honda Classic. Did that go into your handicap at all, that maybe some of these guys could be fatigued potentially? Not at all. I think I started looking at fatigue options when they're going on their eighth tournament, when they're going on their seventh, eighth, ninth, oh, that type of stretch. And you do see players like that, like Sung JM. He plays almost like every tournament. All the time. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. So, but if you're going on number three, number four, that's not that's not enough of a fatigue for me. And this is such a weak weaker field that the players that are here really should be feeling like they have an opportunity to capitalize without some of the bigger name players in the field. Should there be any weather concerns, any breezy winds or scattered showers or anything that maybe we should look at if we're looking to live bet this or anything? 
I mean, it's Florida. You always want to look for wind. Yeah. Um, but I'm. But this course is so different than your other Florida courses because a lot of Florida courses are flat. That's what they're known for. But here at Inesbrook, it is you're going uphill, downhill from tee to green. You have bottleneck fairways. Almost every hole is a dogleg layout. So you're talking about holes that are already different as far as layout. But then you're already adding on the elevation changes, undulation, which is atypical of Florida. So all of that is already considered into the prices, I believe, um, of how different it is from the rest of the Florida swing. Pam, I'm in a I'm in a golf pool where I have to it's a survivor pool. I pick one golf golfer each week to make the cut, and then I can't use them again. If you had to pick one golfer from this field to make the cut, who would you pick? No pressure. No pressure. Oh man. Okay. No pressure. Of the ones that I named then, because yeah. I do believe that he can make the cut, I would go with Wyndham Clark, um, right. just because he is he has five top forty finishes in his last six. So. I'm not confident on him winning, but I am confident for, he, for him at least making the cut. And I cannot imagine that there's another tournament down the stretch here with majors coming up that I would want to use him for. Love it. Pam, I have to ask you one football question because Aaron Rodgers is going to head to the Jets. They were 22-1 uh, to 1 two weeks ago to win the Super Bowl, all the way down to 14-1. to 1. Is there any reason to bet the Jets? Do you believe in the Jets with that defense and Aaron Rodgers, or is it still Buffalo, maybe New England for you in that division even, or Miami? All the hype with Aaron Rodgers going over, for what? Just to still finish third in the division. <laughs> I'm not excited for the Jets at all. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, but it's still going to be Josh Allen and the Bills. They're going to get some weapons here. Uh, if they can get running back Ezekiel Elliott, that would be a huge boost to their offense because that's what they've been missing. You add that factor into that offense, oh, it's got sky's the limit for them. Now they have real potential. Miami Dolphins, I love – I mean, I love Mike McDaniel as a head coach, so I'll never go against him for now. So it's the Jets probably third in the AFC East. <laughs> Pam, thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk again next week. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Pam. Good luck, guys. That right there, Pam Maldonado. You could give her a follow on Twitter. Pam Lamp35, betting analyst over at Yahoo Sportsbook. Does a great job. That's good stuff. Love man. all those plays. Pam, she she gives you some great facts and stuff. It's a tough week, Ryan, for golf because obviously you had the Arnold Palmer Invitational, yeah. right? You had the players. Next week is the G WGC Dell Technologies where they'll have another big field. It's kind of golf's version of March Madness. They in do Austin. a bracket in yep. Austin. So this week is kind of like that filler tournament. You have JT and Spieth playing, but not a lot of guys. So great stuff by Pam there because uh, a lot of golfers, I'm sure people have never heard of before that she was throwing out, but uh, some some good info. Yeah, you know, the only thing I actually played was Will Gordon top 40. Well, I, I got a free golf bet from BetMGM. The fine folks at BetMGM, Jamie Foxx, emailed me personally. He's nice. like, jump on Will Gordon top 40. The price, by the way, uh, went from plus 130 to plus 110. Okay. And that's all I have. And we talked about ball striking already, how important it was. It's going to be a uh, – I'm not going to really pay attention a lot this weekend, no. though. It's all hoops for me. It's, it's, I know. It's tough. <laughs> I'm not going to watch a lick of golf probably. Maybe tomorrow morning before games start, Friday morning before games start. Once 12-15 hits, Ryan, forget about it.